Before you even get started, corrections department, last week I told you a couple of things you should watch in order to uh, familiarize yourself with Kevin Conroy if you hadn't been aware of him before. One of those things was Batman Under the Red Hood. I was mistaken. I was kind of caught up in, in an interview that I was watching earlier on before recording. And I had Kevin Conroy on there and I also had Bruce Tim, and I had uh, Will Friedel. And they were talking about different Batman movies and different shows. And uh, the reason I got it in my head was because it was Kevin Conroy that brought it up. He brought up the Red Hood and they were talking about a conversation. And I just put that into my head. Like, oh, yeah, that was right. He was in the Red Hood. Um, He wasn't. That was one he wasn't in. But Bruce Timm was uh, the director and writer of that one. So that's why I kind of got confused um, and just went with it. But. I will say this. I stand by that movie. That is a great movie. That's probably one of the best animated Batman movies. Um, My brother would argue that it's probably one of the better portrayals of Batman, period, on film. So check that out anyway. But uh, yeah, forgive me, all you diehards out there. That was my bad. But still, check out Batman Beyond and Justice League, the animated series. Both are great. And do it in either order. I, I would do... I think that many people who are not diehard DC fans or maybe not animated movie fans or animated series fans uh, for comic books and stuff like that, I think maybe they would find Justice League more palpable because there's a lot of different characters. Whereas in Batman, it's a darker series. Um, so maybe they would enjoy more of the the group setting and different stories intertwined. So start there. Unless you're diehard Batman, then just go right to Batman Beyond and then go to Justice League. And speaking of Batman, now this is not a big and smallville episode. This is just a before the episode type thing. Some news just came out. Actually, there's a lot that's coming out right now, but it's all up in the air because I just read something that was a little bit disturbing earlier that David Zaslov is, I really hope this isn't true because this is like the one thing that DC fans and I've been ranting about for a while. It almost seems like Zaz, it has to be clickbait. It has to be. And the only reason I didn't go into it is because I was working and didn't have time. And I, I'm not prepping for this type of an episode right now. I have something else going on. So supposedly he's now looking towards what Kevin Feige did or is doing with Marvel. And that is like the cohesiveness and maybe trying to follow that suit. Now we saw this as an epic fail before with, with uh, Walter Hamada. Oh, man, I really hope, <laughs> really hope this isn't true. So first of all, man, I just, I, I kind of want to do a DC thing, but I it just, there's so much to, to go through, so much to sift through. And a lot of this is rumors at the moment and it just can't do it. So supposedly 
um, Ben Affleck is probably going to have nothing else to do with Batman. I hope that's not true, but we'll see. Uh, if, if that's true, then there's somehow, well, okay, here's the thing. He's already slated to be in Flash and Aquaman 2. So that's a given. That's A lot of that's already been filmed. However, if that's the case, if, if he has exclusive rights to, or not even rights, but his contract is set that he has to exclusively work with the new production company, then he's out as Batman. And then we would have to see if either they bring someone else in or they stay with Robert Pattinson and just move him to that position and maybe take him out of the Matt Reeves and push him into whichever way they go with the Justice League. Or, and this is, listen, I talked about this last week. Um, Michael Keaton, do they go with the original plan with that um, the past regime had with Michael Keaton being the new Batman? I, why? 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 But that is a possibility. And I don't know. There's just a lot we don't know. And I think there's a lot that I can't speak about because I don't know enough about it. And I'm not sure that anyone does, honestly, as far as these online articles and stuff go. But I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. It's disappointing in in two levels. One with Ben Affleck. I really think that he's a good Batman, a good older Batman, at at least get to the point where he can have his own movie and even pass the torch if that's the case, you know? But uh, the other other thing with um, Zaslav looking to to be more like Marvel, that has to be, has to be with the success of Black Panther. Has to be. I mean, they looked at Black Adam, which was all completed under Walter Hermata. So we, we can't really say that that's the new DC yet. But you look at that compared to Black or um, Black Panther, and it's just like, I'm not sure that Black Adam is going to get anywhere near 500 million globally, whereas Black Panther already passed the $500 million mark. It's a lot of success for two weeks. And I mean, it's just how Marvel is, though. You know, people are just going to watch it. And uh, I don't know. I didn't see it yet. And um, I don't want to. (laughs) I just, I'm so sick of Marvel at this point. But people are saying it's good. I don't know. If you listen to um, For Reals last week, Dip said that he heard from people personally that saw it and they said it was really good and better than they thought it would be. So they should check it out. I I don't know. I I just don't want to. I don't want to deal with it anymore. But who knows? Who knows? Um, man. All right. Okay. So it's only fair that I I don't do an episode about, um, DC right now. It's just kind of like a, this could be happening type of thing. Uh, and I'm going to do some more research and and do things and maybe next week we'll talk about DC, but for now, let's just get into today's episode where we're going to actually look at, because it's Thanksgiving this week, we're going to look at some weird holidays from around the world. All right, so based on the first couple of pictures that I can see from this first website, I'm going to say that this is not an appropriate episode for children. (laughs) Okay, so parents, um, maybe turn it off and listen by yourself later on. All right, Um, ready? One, two, three. Okay, so the first one is called the Beltane Fire Festival. During the Beltane Fire Festival held in Scotland each April, hordes of mostly nude revelers don body paint, light torches, 
and set bonfires as part of a raucous celebration meant to mark the coming of summer. And it's just a whole bunch of people at night screaming and naked and holding really, really large torches. <laughs> this isn't like, I'm going to go explore, explore a cave. This is like, let's grab spear-sized sticks, put like a honeycomb sized worth of like a, a beehive, not a honeycomb, a beehive sized uh, mount of string or whatever they're using and then light it on fire. And then I see, I see one guy in the back holding a massive drum above his head and screaming as they're running. They're all running. I don't know where they're running to, but they're all in one direction. Some, some, <laughs> They're all wearing, so everyone's basically covered down below, but no one's wearing shirts. Nobody. And it's men and women, and they're just screaming. This is, uh, I mean, it's Scotland. So this is what, just basically what you would think. Scotland. I, I do see some people in the background as though they're watching the festival. But um, yeah. Okay. Beltane Fire Festival. Oh, <laughs> This is El Colocho Baby Jumping Festival. Um, yep, baby jumpers. So it's uh, if if you have some vision in your mind of what baby jumping is, uh, you're probably right. It's uh, there's a picture of a man dressed up in some some garb, some Spanish garb, wearing some Adidas. I mean, <laughs> he's in a uh, like an authentic uniform then he's got running adidas and um there's uh, he's jumping over what looks like a bed full of six infants and i'm talking these these kids can't even crawl yet and they're just looking up sucking their thumbs <laughs> uh, totally oblivious to the fact that some gentleman may or may not land on top of them um it's <laughs> Some Spanish Catholics celebrate the feast of Corpus Christi each spring by having men dressed as the devil jump over babies. He doesn't look like the devil. <laughs> uh, the centuries-old custom known as El Coloco or Colocho, I'm not positive, is believed to absolve the newborns of original sin and protect them from evil. So not, not the blood of Christ, but this man jumping over them <laughs> will, will save them. Um it's it's actually kind of strange because you know it's they're they're Catholic and uh, well, I don't know I don't think that they believe that but apparently this this festival uh, proves differently yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna put this website in um I actually might use this one this picture uh, on Instagram for posting this episode because <laughs> that's it's quite unique but I will I will post the the link to this uh, website so you can take a look for yourself. Okay, now this is the this one in particular was why I don't think that children should be listening to this, and maybe some adults <laughs> that, are, that are family members of mine that might want to turn this off, because um, this one is is very strange. The picture alone was enough to be like, what is going on? I, <laughs> looking at it, okay, so this is somewhere in Japan. That's that's a given without even reading anything. You're gonna recognize some of the symbols. Uh, some of the architecture and it looks like it's at first glance, first of all, there's one big statue that they're carrying around 
that that's obviously you know exactly what it is when you look at it. But you look at some of the people that are carrying the statue um, and some of the people around, it kind of looks like it's a, a West Side Story type of thing. Or not not a West Side Story. What's the other one with um, um, with John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John? What's that? You know what I'm talking about. It looks like the the girls wearing pink coats. It looks like a bunch of them. And this is their festival. So <laughs> there's a group of women with these coats, with these jackets, I should say, pink jackets. They are carrying this wooden platform. And on top of the platform is tied to it <laughs> a majorly massive um, phallical shaped statue pointing straight up into the air. This is called the Kanamara Matsuri Festival of the Steel Phallus. I don't know why it's steel. It doesn't look steel unless they painted it pink. It's it's pink. I didn't I didn't say that, did I? Um, okay, let's read on. <laughs> Each spring, the city of Kawasaki, Japan, holds the strange penis festival of Kanamara Matsuri. According to a local legend, once upon a time, a demon fell in love with a young woman and hid inside her vagina. <laughs> I'm very sorry, people. I did warn you. It hid inside there, biting off the penises of two men on her wedding night. What? <laughs> what? What is that? Okay. Forget the whole fact that there's a demon living inside of a woman. What is the thing with two men on her wedding night? What's that all about? Are they... Are they kind of like Mormons over there? Can they, and do they get married on the same night? Biting off of two men on her wedding night. What is that all about? Um, I doubt this is, so all of these little, little festivals in this website, they don't, it's obviously, they don't list anything very long. It's it's like a couple sentences. So I don't think we're actually going to find any any answers here. Um, I'm going to leave that to you to do on your own. But let's read on and see if they give us any kind of clue as to what what is going on. Uh, However, a blacksmith helped the woman by making an iron phallus that broke the demon's teeth, and the iron phallus was thus enshrined. (sighs) Thus, on the day of the festival, a parade of phalluses marched by, marched marches by, and revelers can buy phallus-shaped candies and treats. There's a lot going on there in only a couple sentences and I don't like any of it. <laughs> I don't understand what is going on. That, that, that wedding night thing. That's, that's strange that she marries somebody and then obviously, you know, was cursed. You know, the, the gentleman was cursed with, you know, losing a member right off the bat. So they're like, okay, um, next, <laughs> like, <laughs> don't worry. We have a backup husband. That's, oh, geez. All right, you have to, uh, somebody please look further into this because uh, I actually want to, but we got to move on. Uh, Kanamara Matsuri, Festival of the Steel Phallus. Check that out. I, I know for a fact. I mean, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure my brother is going to take a look at this. It's, it's, it's just beyond comprehension right now without knowing more to it. Monkey Buffet Festival. All right, there's a lot of these little things, and I actually have two websites. I don't think I'm going to go through all of them. I, I might just skip a few, but okay. So this is Monkeys Have It Good in Lapbori, Thailand. 
I'm, again, I'm sorry if I'm butchering the names. And if you're listening from Thailand and you know exactly what I'm talking about, I'm very sorry. Every year during the Monkey Buffet Festival, the furry creatures are treated to an exceptional feast of four and a half tons of, <laughs> sorry, a feast of, I thought it was like four monkeys. It's a feast of four and a half tons of fruits, vegetables, and candies at the ancient temple of Phra Prang Sam Yot in celebration of one brave monkey who, according to local legend, saved a bride from a ten-headed demon. Well, there you go. That's nice. It's just a picture with, it's, <laughs> okay, it's not what you think. Like there's a, there's a monkey reaching out for a Coke of, uh, a can of Coca-Cola. There's a water bottle next to him. And then there's another one holding a, a kid's juice box and biting through it to drink. And there's like Ritz crackers. There, this can't be healthy for monkeys. <laughs> Am I right? It says fruits, vegetables, and candies. Candies, I thought was a little bit much, but I mean, you could get like candied fruit and stuff. Uh, I don't see vegetables and I don't see fruits. <laughs> this is all processed stuff. Poor monkeys. I, this is probably just the, like the, the town's way of like getting rid of monkeys. Takanaku. Takanakui? I'm not positive. It's Peruvian. The name Takanakui, sorry, means to hit each other in the local language. <laughs> and that's exactly what the Peruvian participants in this festival do. Each Christmas, locals, oh, this is Christmas. Each Christmas, locals physically fight each other and organize bouts as a way to resolve conflicts. <laughs> There's, it's, a, it's a stadium. It looks like this is where they would hold, um, uh, what's the bowl thing? The, uh, it's the arena where the, you had the matador and the bowl. It looks like that's where they are, and there's a huge crowd. And then there's there's some people in the stands. They're just watching. And then you have like a crowd of people that look like they're waiting for their turn to get in there and fight somebody. And then this guy in the middle with a high kick to this guy's face, and but he's he's too far away, so it's not gonna it's not gonna land. And it looks like he's bleeding from his nose, so he's already been hit a couple times. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's uh, how we should uh, do it here. Like if you have a bout instead of taking someone to court, let's just uh, have a public square um, and then have them duke it out in front of people. It sounds good. And this is a Christmas thing. So, you know, uh, fa la 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 la. Kumbh Mela. Um, this, the mass Hindu pilgrimage of Kumbh Mela in which largely nude participants bathe in one of India's sacred rivers to rid themselves of sin, represents the largest human gathering on earth. More than 120 million people attend, or attended in 2013. Wow. They say people. I see only men. <laughs> There's only men. And uh, the, most of them are naked. And uh, this is not a great shot. <laughs> I don't like any of this. <laughs> there's a lot of people. There's it's uh, it's a ton of people, and there's it's obviously at night, but there's fires everywhere, so it's it's lit up like day. It's crazy. Um, I know some stories about Indian uh, the rivers in India, as far as like um, you know from different shows that I've watched. I don't I don't want to go in those rivers. I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> are, are there any rivers that people aren't defecating in? I just. Uh... I don't know. I don't like this one. <laughs> like I said, there's no women in this. It's it's all men. And I'm not talking because of like the nude thing. That's not what I'm saying. It's, uh, they say people. It's 120 million people. I don't see people. I just see men. 
<laughs> it's it's like old shamans. It's uh, it's uh, it's interesting. And uh, wow, he has dreadlocks. That's cool. This is okay. This is weird. I'm, I had to move on. Bolas de Fuego, Balls of Fire. Is it Bolas? Bolas de Fuego. Every August, residents of Nejapa, El Salvador, light blazing fireballs and toss them at each other in the streets. We know some uh, people from El Salvador. I want to know if this is true. This century-old tradition commemorates the devastating eruption of a nearby volcano, which was said to have sent fireballs soaring through the air long ago. Well, yeah, that's... That's known. It's, that's not a that's not a crazy theory. Um, so it's just a bunch of people on the streets. the The street is lit on fire. There's like a line of fire, and then there's one guy who's standing next to looks like a ball of fire. He's wearing some gloves, and I guess they just throw fireballs. <laughs> I don't. Do they throw them at each other? I don't see any like anyone laying down on the ground or anything. So it's uh, it's interesting. It's like the, this site doesn't give us enough information. Hadaka Matsuri. Why is everybody naked in every one of the like, <laughs> half of these are naked people? Um, okay, they're not naked. They're they're just like sumo wrestlers. So they're just wearing a, a loincloth. Um, but the picture that I'm looking at is uh, <laughs> all these men are are facing away from the camera. It's, and it's just like they're wearing thongs. It's um, anyway. Um, during the Hadaka Matsuri Festival in Japan, half-naked men struggle with each other in an attempt to get a hold of sacred charms thrown into the crowd by a priest, which will guarantee a full year of good luck. The man who manages, the, like this one is a paragraph. This one, I, I don't need to know. <laughs> the, the man who manages to wrangle the charm out of the opponent's hands must stuff it into a special wooden box filled with rice before he is guaranteed a year of happiness. The festival dates back hundreds of years to when a priest would throw paper talismans to worshipers who would then supposedly experience a happy year. Uh, it's it's hundreds of people all around this temple. Um, beautifully like ornate temple, like carved out of wood. I, I've never seen one like that. I, usually it's all colorful and stuff. This is like just strictly wood. It's it's actually pretty, pretty beautiful. But then you have, um, like I said, hundreds of men. It looks like all ages too. Just um, in loincloths. And it doesn't seem like they're doing anything. Like most of them are just standing there. Um, I don't, I don't know. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Moving on. This one is uh, Yadna, Yadnaya Kasada. Every year, the Hingu Tengarizi people of Problingo, East Java. I don't know any of those words. Celebrate the Yadnaya Casada Festival, during which they make their way to Mount Bromo, an active volcano. So you have a bunch of these people. Oh, there's only one sentence left. Let me just finish it. There, they fling their possessions, such as cattle and crops, into the mouth of the volcano, hoping that this sacrifice will rid the community of disease and other disasters. They just throw livestock in there? Um, I mean, you know, there's the first fruits of your labor. That's that's one thing. But then you just throw your cows. It's a It's a big gaping hole. I mean, this is... It's crazy. There's just these people on this really um, steep mountainside. In, they're actually inside the, the volcano right now. And down maybe 100 yards is the mouth of the volcano with smoke coming out. And they're, they're just throwing stuff in. And this is the thing. It's, I, see, I was like looking for holidays 
And um, and it is. It's called Weird Holidays and Bizarre Festivals. I guess it's more of a festival than a holiday. Yeah, it's it said festival. All right, moving on. <laughs> uh, La Tom Tomatina. Um, okay, each year, some twenty thousand people in Bunol, Spain, take to the streets to throw about one hundred fifty tons, one hundred fifty tons of tomatoes at each other. That's a lot of tomatoes. What started as a spontaneous food fight at a local parade about 70 years ago has since been commemorated with an organized tomato battle every year since. A spontaneous food fight at a local parade. What was the local, like, what was that? What was the original thing? What was that in celebration for that parade? That's, that's what I want to know. And that's what they don't tell you. Uh, it's, it's literally hundreds of people on a mound of tomatoes and they're all covered in, in tomato guts. That's interesting. That's a ton of tomatoes, man. I think that's that's kind of a waste, <laughs> isn't it? 150 tons. That's it. That's uh, I don't know. That's a little much. Oh, some of these look like uh, other things that I read last year for like Christmas holidays, like you know, and then Day of Dead, Frozen Dead Guy Days. Okay, that's that's different. Uh, the Frozen Dead Guy Days, held in Nederland, Colorado. Colorado. Celebrate the preserved frozen corpse of one man. There's a Nederland, Colorado? Uh, okay. Frozen corpse of one man, Bredo Morstol. Is that actually Colorado? It's, it's, oh, maybe it's Columbia. Um, no, no, it's not, because there's a dot com there. His family hoped to create a cryogenics facility in Nederland to preserve the body for good. But when the plans fell through, it was feared that the body would thaw. So locals and the town government came together to keep the body frozen. And now they celebrate with things like live music and coffin races every year. <laughs> I, I got to check. Is, it, is there a needle in Colorado? Yeah. Oh, there's a needle in Texas too, but this is definitely Colorado. Interesting. It just, it's very odd. Like it doesn't sound American and bre- burrito morstel. Um, it, it even looks... Like actually, it looks a little bit like Pike's Peak now that I look at it. But uh, the woman that's that's <laughs> this okay. So this picture, people in the in the background are looking out over this valley. It looks like, but then this is a picture of a woman next to a man dressed up as Brito Morstel. It's just a um a guy dressed in all like ice blue with um painted feet, and then. It looks like prosthetic hands because they're they're way too big, and then a, a massive prosthetic head and um, long beard, and it's just she looks like she's actually from like um, Nepal. And that's why I was kind of wondering because the, the way she's like it's very colorful, long coat and the hat, and she just looks like she's from Nepal. So that's what I don't know. <laughs> okay, moving on. Yeah, jeez, I, I mean some of these. Okay, this is Spanish. Plus Festival. Every year on St. Sebastian Day in Pyrenol, Spain, locals throw turnips at a devil-like monster known as Jarampolis. The role of Jarampolis, again, sorry, is so, is so highly desired that locals sign their children up at birth in order to secure a spot on a 20-year waiting list in order to throw turnips. The strange centuries-old tradition has unclear origins but may symbolize the unlimited... Yeah. I'm sorry, that I, that was really butchered. The strange centuries-old tradition has unclear origins, but may symbolize the elimination of all that is evil from the town. And it's just a crowd of people, and it looks like uh, teenage, late teens or early 20s, 
um, holding turnips and throwing them at this this guy that's dressed up in a massive costume with a huge mask, and uh, it just looks like torn up like fabric that he's built out of. But it, it's it's a big frame, so obviously it's protected in some way because he's just getting <laughs> he's getting pelted with turnips, and they're big turnips. And uh, he's got two sticks, but they're very small, so he's not really doing anything with those. Does he get to beat them? You know, if they miss, does he come after them? Uh, I don't know. And he's got massive gloves on, so he's not going to get hurt, I guess. Interesting. Spain has some really cool holidays and some really freaky ones, too. If you listen to my Christmas one last year, I think I did two of these because there were so many. Um, they they really do have some freaky things. Uh, interesting. Lou's Bonfire. A lot of things have to do with fire. Lou's Bonfire celebration held in Lou's England is one of the largest of its kind in the world. I don't know. Kind of seems like India had you with 120 million people. The festival commemorates Guy Fawkes as well as the memory of 17 Protestant martyrs burned at stake for their religious beliefs during the Marian persecutions of the 16th century. In remembrance, 17 crosses are carried through town a wreath is laid on the war memorial and women's and men's flaming tar barrel races take place. I'm looking at this. I mean, there's a lot of people, but nowhere near what I saw in the other uh, picture from uh, India. This is, there's no way this is one of the biggest, unless it's very specific to this kind of festival. <laughs> then, then, okay, sure. Um, yep. I, you have burning crosses and stuff. And that's, that's worrying. And then, um, some look looks like angel figures they're burning too. I'm not sure that this is actually what they think it is. And uh there's some there's some weird dress ups in this too. Like there's people in Native American garb. Uh what is this? Oh, <laughs> uh, moving on. So Night of the Radishes, we actually went that that's in uh, a festival in Mexico around the same time as Christmas. And uh it's actually on Christmas. Um, and you have to take a look at that. It's actually really cool. They, I've never seen radishes like this. They're, they're pretty amazing. Kind of look like carrots and they, they carve them into uh, little figures. Very cool. Take a look at that night of the radishes in Oaxaca, Mexico. Okay. This guy, um, Taipusma, Taipusum, Taipusum, the Hindu Taipusum festival is dedicated to the God Murugan, the war God and destroyer of demons. On this special day, people bring milk, flowers, and fruit to the God but the most devoted followers pierce their bodies with hooks and skewers. And some even attempt to pull heavy objects with the hooks attached to them. So as to appease God Murugan and enter into a trance. And that's what it looks like right here with this guy. I mean, there's some people in the background, but it's, it's mainly focused on this one guy who has what looks like uh, Poseidon's trident through his tongue. And um, I think he's carrying a lime. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about, but he looks like he's actually in the trance. And, uh, you know, blood and stuff. And also, uh, it looks like he got a lay from Hawaii and he's wearing that too. And, um, interesting. Hagmani, Hagmane. It just looks like July 4th, but over a, a European city. Before midnight on Hagmani, Hagmane, celebrate on New Year's Eve in Scotland. Okay, Scotland. People must have their house cleaned, including the fireplace, and their debts cleared as they enjoy fireworks displays and torchlight processions. So if you're in debt, you have to make sure that that's done before you can, before the end of the year. It's like, it, it, otherwise you can't take part in the festival? Or is that like, 
at the end of the year, your debts have to be gone because that's a really cool thing if your debts are just wiped away. Um, after midnight, the most important thing is first footing. That's in quotes, in which good luck comes to you if the first person to enter your house is male and he brings with him coal, shortbread, salt, black bun, and some whiskey. That's an interesting uh, shopping list. Um, yeah, this, this one needs more explanation. And um, it's not the weirdest thing, but I, it, there's, there's nothing else to look at. It's just, it looks like July 4th. It really does. It looks like July 4th and there's Christmas lights and everything. Uh, it doesn't look like Scotland at, at all, but um, you know, I've never been, so who knows. Straw Bear Festival. In England, the Straw Bear Festival takes place on the Tuesday following Plough Monday, the traditional beginning of the agricultural season in January. A local is dressed up as a straw bear and is taken around town alongside a procession of dancers and performers. The bear costume is eventually burned so that a new one can be created the next year. They don't look like bears at all. No resemblance to bears whatsoever. And um, they're not on fire, so that's, that's disappointing. <laughs> Why isn't there a picture of them on fire? Every other picture has fire. Um, it looks like two suits and it looks like a kid next to uh, an adult. At least, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. You can't tell because they're completely in, in straw and basically wheat. And, um, so they're in a wheat uniform and then a wheat helmet that is, is just as big as the uniform itself is placed on top. And, um, yeah, they, like I said, they don't look like bears and it would be more fun to see them on fire. Not with the people in them. Don't give me any, uh, of those emails. Up Helia. Up Helia is a fe- fire festival held in the Shetland islands of Scotland. Here we go. Scotland. It marks the end of the Yule season and involves local marching local geez, locals marching through the streets dressed in Viking costumes and holding lit torches. I see no Vikings in this picture. And there's like maybe 12 people. Doesn't seem like a big thing. Uh, there are big torches. It looks like actually just lumber, though. Uh, it looks like some, <laughs> they got a bunch of two by twos. And uh, it's mostly younger people. No one is dressed like a Viking. They have... Like four guys that suspiciously kind of like clans, clansmen, a um, couple old priests, uh, another guy that looks like he's from Great Britain, but like 1700s, some soccer fans, I'm talking, um, or sorry, football fans, and one guy that looks like he might be wearing the helm of like Thor or something, but it doesn't look that great. Um, but the, I don't see any Vikings whatsoever in this festival. I don't think that that's just, uh, what they think it is. And that's, that's it for that website. Um, I, I think that, <laughs> what do we, yeah, this is a long episode, just about nothing. Uh, we'll, we'll do a couple of these. So singles day, this is from another, uh, website called mental floss. Single day is celebrated in China or on November 11th. Oh, we just missed it. Sorry guys. And it's a behemoth of a day for online sales, bigger than Black Friday and Cyber Monday combined. Wow. The story goes that the holiday originally started at Nanjing University in China as a way for students to celebrate being single. 1111 represents four individuals. Okay. It became a cultural phenomenon and retailers couldn't resist getting a piece of the pie, encouraging people to treat themselves to celebrate singledom. Just another day. (laughs) to shop and just another like 
Ugh. I mean, yeah, because they're not getting enough. Chinese e-commerce giant Alibaba pushes sales the hardest, and they're definitely getting results. In 2019, the company sold over $38 billion worth of goods in 24 hours. For comparison, Cyber Monday sees about $9.4 billion in sales, and that's globally. Wow. That's insane. Singles Day. I mean, just any excuse, right? National Catfish Day. I don't care. Um, na- National Sleepyhead Day. <laughs> this Finnish holiday is more fun for some than others. As tradition goes, on July 27th, the last person in the house still sleeping gets woken up with a bucket of water to the face. The city of Nintali goes even further, recruiting a celebrity sh- sleepyhead, in quotes, to throw into the sea. <laughs> That's fun. Um, Great. <laughs> Finland. International Tom Hanks Day. Does he know? <laughs> if you love Tom Hanks and who doesn't, that's in quotes, that's not me. You'll definitely want to celebrate International Tom Hanks Day on the Saturday that falls closest to April 1st. When a few students at Western Michigan University created this day in the early 2000s, they were really just looking for a reason to spend the day watching some Tom Hanks movies while drinking rum and Dr. Pepper. Uh, that's from Forrest Gump. The day really took off when Hanks himself caught word of it and sent the students some memorabilia. The students promptly auctioned it off to benefit one of Hanks' favorite charities, and now thousands of dollars in donations roll in every year, both online and at Tom Hanks Day parties from Los Angeles to London. I've never heard of this. Never. I guess it's not an East Coast thing. Von Steuben Day. This holiday commemorates Baron Friedrich von Steuben, a Prussian, a Prussian, Prussian military leader who helped George Washington turn his ragtag volunteer army in need of a shower into disciplined soldiers. What? In need of- <laughs> Some cities still commemorate his contributions in mid-September with October style, Oktoberfest style, beer tents and parades. Fun fact, is it? The parade in Ferris Bueller's Day Off was actually Chicago's Von Steuben Day Parade. Okay, interesting. What is this the shower part? That they kind of skipped over that. Ragtag volunteer army in need of a shower into disciplined soldiers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, there's not enough to go with on these, but they do have links. Um, but no, they have links to different things. Okay, well, actually, this one does say uh people need a shower. Okay, no, it doesn't go to where I thought it would go. Um the eighth. Here's another American history throw it. Okay, forget it. Not Noche de Rabanos. Carving pumpkins? Child's play. Carving radishes? Now that takes talent. Okay, so this is, you know, I didn't know it was called that. Maybe I did last year, but the last website didn't call it that. All right, so we're skipping over that one. Devil Spit Day. We did it that one last year. Galactic Tick Day. <laughs> as far as holidays go, this is a long one. Galactic Tick Day is a relatively new addition even though the reason for it is as old as the universe. Is it? You probably know that the earth revolves around the sun in about 365 days, but what you might not realize is that the solar system itself, including the sun, revolves around the center of the Milky Way galaxy. In 2016, a group of scientists decided that this was a trip worth celebrating too. Unfortunately, this solar system-wide revolution takes about 225 million years to complete, which would severely limit the festivities. (laughs) So they decided to celebrate the galactic tick instead, a period of time. Okay, tick, not like uh, not, not the bug, but the tick in time. A period of time equal to roughly eight 
10 millionths of a percent of those 225 million years or one centi arc second. What is a centi arc second? <laughs> the sun travels around the center of the galaxy in an approximate circle, which is 360 degrees. Each degree can be divided up into 60 equal pieces called arc minutes. Each arc minute can in turn be divided into 60 arc seconds, right? Makes sense. Because of the massive timescale involved in the solar system's loop, even an arc second takes over 170 years to complete. So the creators of the Galactic Tick Day took it a step further and divided each arc second by 100, a centi-arc second, which they call a tick. Like the ticking of a clock. This tick takes roughly 633.7 days to happen. The holiday's founders chose to retroactively start the clock on October 2nd, 1608, the day when Hans Lippershey filed the patent for his telescope. All of that means the next galactic tick day is December 15, 2021. <laughs> we missed it, people. Sorry. We're, uh, we're late to that one. But 633 days from then is another one. So there you go. Christmas in August. Nope. White day. That doesn't sound good. Um, word world emoji day. Wait, let's go back to white day. <laughs> white day on March 14th is celebrated in Japan and has spread to other East Asian countries. But to fully understand this holiday, we have to back up a month to Valentine's Day. Do they have Valentine's Day? Um, when it's traditional for East Asian women to give men chocolates. Oh, it's reversed. Significant others receive expensive chocolates and coworkers, bosses, and relatives get cheaper treats. Aw. Sadly, it was a one-way street. Women didn't receive anything in return until 1978 when a Japanese confectionery reasoned, rightly so, that women deserved gifts too. The holiday was originally deemed Marshmallow Day, with men encouraged to gift the fluffy stuff. <laughs> it's just a really poorly put together sentence. Eventually, it was expanded to refer to any white gift, even those that simply came with white packaging. It's no Valentine's Day in terms of sales, but White Day still rakes in around $500 million for retails every year. Uh, okay. <laughs> bean throwing day uh this holiday more pro this is another japan or japanese one uh more properly known as setsubun is observed on february 3rd in japan okay we have time you can have time to repair prepare for this one it's part of ushering in spring and getting rid of bad spirits and to do so revelers pelt a senior member of their family with roasted soybeans <laughs> Oh, wow. Reveler. So it's, it means more than one person is taking beans and throwing it at their grandpa. A senior male member of the family will sometimes dress up as a demon to make the meaning behind the ritual more tangible. <laughs> so it's not that we're just beating up on old people, like dress them up as a demon first. <laughs> that way we feel better about ourselves. The beans are said to bring good luck and drive out evil. On a larger scale, Setsubun has become a very commercial affair, of course, because every one of these is all commercial, including sponsored televised events complete with appearances by celebrity sumo wrestlers. None of that surprises me. No, knowing like the game shows in Japan and, and all the things that they do, that doesn't surprise me at all. None of that. I, I just accept it. That's, <laughs> that's just, yep, that's what they do. And they, of course, they make money from it. Okay, uh, there was a monkey day in this one, and then Vatertag, the German version of Father's Day, Vatertag, okay, that makes sense, or Monertag, Man's Day, isn't odd in theory. After all, dads deserve their due. 
But instead of going out to eat a terrible chain, had a rewind. But instead of going out to eat at a terrible chain restaurant and giving their dad something that will disappear into the closet for all eternity, that just it just said like you didn't. They're just adding words to make this a little bit longer because it's two sentences. Germans celebrate by giving them a day out. Monertag could include a pub tour, a group bike ride accompanied by a beer wagon, or a raucous day in a beer hall. All way better than another tie for sure. Isn't that just like a Tuesday? Don't they just drink beer? How is that different? I mean, the bike thing, a group bike tour, I mean, at least they're they're working off some of the calories. But um, I, that doesn't... That doesn't sound like a holiday. That just sounds like every day in Germany. <laughs> but okay, um, all right. So the, that's that's some fun holidays. I will probably do something more uh, like this towards Christmas, uh, just because those are fun. We found some really great ones last year, and uh, very exciting. <laughs> this this was crazy. Some of these were just. Uh, I just I don't know. I will leave the links in the description so that you can check check them out for yourselves and then, you know, look deeper. I'm not going to. If you look deeper, get back to me and tell me um, if there's more to some of these. I I really want a few of those. I'm like, we really need more context for this. Um, Check those out and then, you know, send me an email or visit me on No Green Eggs podcast uh, on Instagram or Facebook. And uh, tell me, you know, send me a, a DM and I'll, I'll get back to you. I, I'm really curious as to some of these, you know, what, what's going on behind the scenes or how, how some of them started. Oh, uh, no green eggs podcast at gmail.com. So uh, that's it. Hey, uh, have a great Thanksgiving, everyone that's celebrating. Um, I hope you have a good time with family, lots of food. And that's, that's that. Thank you for listening. Please let people know about this podcast. Like and subscribe wherever you're listening. And um, if you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, if you want to help the show, there are links on my website, nogreeneggs.com, where you can actually help us. And uh, yeah, that's it. So until next time, see you, not see you. <laughs>